I, I assume, you know, the one thing I didn't check on for the show today, Josh, is Connor Pasby back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios today? Or is it TJ that's stuck having to do it this morning? I, I think it's Connor. It's Connor, me, you boys. There? Yep, I'm oh, back okay. here. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning to you both. I'm sorry. Of all the I's I didn't dot and T's I didn't cross, I just realized whenever the show started, it's like, oh, good, the open is rolling, which means somebody's in studio because <laughs> of all the things I forgot to check on. And then I heard Connor doing Steel Man show yesterday. So are you going nonstop 9A to 2P today? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start, we'll start <laughs> okay. here and go sounds from like there. A, sounds that like sounds a like, yes. Yeah, sounds like a yeah. <laughs> sounds like a yes. So uh, anyway, Josh and I, over the last couple of years, I feel like we've got a good – plan for covering media day now the best plans can usually get imploded but this year this year josh i don't know why i'm being quiet we're in a room that's well away from everybody but this year they've started things a little bit earlier i felt like last year it started right when the show started uh and we were running around like crazy but we've already got basically a show in the can (laughs) right we're done we're done the show's over but as we speak here from ou today we're gaylord family oklahoma memorial stadium it is media day for the Sooners, local media day. The offense has spoke. We've heard from Jeff Levy, Emmett Jones. We've heard from Joe John Finley, Bill Biedenboe, and DeMarco Murray. As we speak, Ted Roof is meeting with the media. And I'm going to lay out the plan, and we'll see how the plan works, and then we'll all go from there. So in hour one, it is an offensive heavy show. So in hour one, in fact, coming up, as soon as we wrap up what we learned, we're going to hear from Jeff Levy and a majority of the press conference that he had earlier today. Then at the bottom of the hour, we'll have Emmett Jones, Bill Biedenboe, Joe John Finley, DeMarco Murray in some sort of order. I can't promise it. Then at 10 a.m., while Brent Venables is speaking, we'll flip and it will be the defensive side. And we'll hear from Ted Roof. We'll hear from you know all the defensive coaches, including Brandon Hall, I mean, Jay Vali, a lot of electricity, electricity for the defensive coaches coming up a little bit later on today. Miguel Chavis. Oh, gosh. Bates. Coach Chavis is going to be talking. I forgot all about that. So we'll hear from all the coaches. And then we'll be off the air by about the time the players start rolling through here. But we'll get as much as we can. And if not, get it to Steelman and Connor, then we'll have it for tomorrow's show. Yeah, and, and I'm hanging around later this afternoon to talk to players. There so. you go. I'll be here, too. Our movie isn't until 345, so it's worked out pretty well How today. How about that? Uh, Barbie. Well, what'd you learn? What, what, what's been the thing that's caught your eye so far here today? Or ear, I guess. You know, we'll hear from Jeff Lebby, but the fact that he basically said, here's our four out of our five starters, I, I found to be sort of surprising. Uh, Walter Rouse at left tackle, left mm-hmm. guard was where he said, okay, we've got a, a competition there. Raymond at center, and then you go McCade Matalier at right guard, and obviously Guyton at right tackle. I was surprised that we sort of got that information this morning. Me too. I was really surprised. In fact, when he said it, I kind of did a double take. I was like, did, did he know he just said that? I mean, is that did, did he realize he just said that? So to me, what you got from – Levy was what you typically get from Levy uh, in these settings. It's to the point. There's not a lot of fluff to it, and he's going to tell you what he wants you to know, and that's about it. And that's not a knock. That's just how he's always been. There is not a lot of 
fluff or beating around the bush when it comes to Jeff Levy's so press conference. You're saying we didn't get any Brent Venable's five-minute responses from, from Levy this morning? The whole press conference could have been five minutes if it wasn't for <laughs> – uh, I, I was just going through here, and it's funny, the uh, a majority – a majority of the questions were nearly as long as the answers <laughs> for Jeff Levy today. And that's just, that's how he is. Um, and it's not as though he wasn't answering questions, and right? It's not, right, he was, I, I, I say that. He's succinct. But it's not to say he's being a jerk. He just, he answers the question and he's like, yeah, you know, we're going to, I'll, I'll give you an example here. Here's, I don't even know what this question is. This might be the longest answer that we have, but uh, it's just, you're, you're going to get an answer, and that's about it. And there's not really too much more to it. See? All right, here we go. How your offense did, even though you've scored points and things like that. James asking about the offense. ready to go into camp. Where do you think you are offensively, and what are your biggest goals going into this camp? What do you need to do? This is the longest answer about that he gives, which right. is, hey, uh, what, what is – What's your goals and what do you expect heading into camp? Yeah, I think we're in a lot better place today than we were a year ago today. Obviously, being year two, that's everybody in, inside the unit. Um, I think that's obvious. But the next part of it is going into fall camp, man, we want to create great efficiency. You know, we've, we've got to be able to run the football whenever we want to run the football and when we have to. And so uh, doing those two things, I think, will help us tremendously. Um, that'll help us situationally as well, and those are two things that we're going to continue to talk about as we're straining through camp. I think, uh, you know what term we heard a lot today? Again, competitive depth. We did hear that on many an occasion. And I think Levy even joked about it near the end. He goes, yeah, you probably you heard got, me say this. <laughs> he kind of might be tired of me talking about competitive depth, but here we are. So I, you don't get these massively long, in-depth soliloquies from Jeff Levy, but I don't think anyone wants that or needs that. I think more than anything, Josh, it's, all right, where are we? How are we, how are we looking? And what's it going to take to make sure that like, complimentary football was a big t- uh, phrase last year, playing complimentary football? What's it going to take to be as efficient as you can be and then where I mean third and fourth downs that was third uh, that was fourth downs was a big one that that was huge today you know the other thing that definitely caught my attention and you spoke to this a little bit earlier in the crossover Jeff Levy gets asked about Jaquay's Petaway and I mean he it was the most animated he was all morning he said yeah we're we're gonna like Jaquay's yeah <laughs> he he I think is giving us some breadcrumbs that. Petaway has a chance, Plank, to step in and be a difference maker from day one. Yeah, it was um, it was interesting to see how he lit up. Uh, you can almost hear the smile through the through the audio of it, right? Where it's you know, I, I have Jaquez Petaway, and literally goes, "I think we're gonna like Jaquez around here." <laughs> right, and I thought that was an awesome answer. We are good. Yeah, back, we good? Okay, okay. Where'd you, where'd you lose this, Connor? Sorry. We were, we're, talking, about, we were talking about Pettaway right? a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. So not too terribly long. No. Um, the, um, the Verizon Hub is what we're having to use today. No, no, we're on the AT&T Hub, so we're okay. The Verizon Hub is for the press conference. <laughs> the press conference could be in trouble. Bill Beanbow, you mentioned, was reflective. That's what he started out with, kind of reflecting back on last year, right? Yes, and... Not that he felt Oklahoma was bad last season. He thought mm-hmm. they were good and did a bunch of good things. But you you could tell, and he said as much, the impression that he left you with was, 
we want more out of that group. And that's sort of how the conversation started, and we ended it. I asked him, what do you need to see, right? I mean, what questions do you have for this group? What would make you confident mm-hmm. going into the season? And uh, basically he said, well, you, you, you just never know. I, he said <laughs> – we're good enough he said he thought they were good enough last season in terms of talent he says talent is not the issue for them they're good enough it's getting the pieces to to fit together throughout camp so he likes the group it was it was wild because that seemed to be a lot of the response with many of the coaches at least with the you know three that I and I, I guess the fighting the only guy I didn't get to talk to was Joe John Finley I saw you over there and I was like Josh Josh Scott Joe John but there was that there was that hey we've um we feel really good about this but we'll see <laughs> you know hey this looked really good from the spring to but. here but we'll see <laughs> and it just again i know that's not the answer that anyone wants to hear but it's the truth of where we are and hey maybe in a lot of ways we were saying some of the same things last year feeling some of the same things last year but in the end it didn't really materialize, right? It never panned out so or consistently because it did in moments. It just didn't consistently. So a lot of a lot of excitement, I thought, from Bill Bean about what he had. But, again, a lot of we'll see. I love – I think Jenny Carlson's working on an article about transfers because – and I'm not – no knock. I'm just saying every question she asks, uh, hey, transfers and – kind of immersing them into the program and how's that work and how's that change makes sense because there's a lot of them exactly and he bill beanbow said something just in in finalizing the offensive line thoughts bill beanbow said something that yeah hey for different guys there's different things right walter rouse is coming to go to the nfl that's he he wants to be he wants to improve his draft stock he went to stanford and you know he he got the best degree you could possibly get in what he wants to do but for, for the reason he's here, obviously he wants to win games, but he wants to get to the end of the NFL. Uh, Troy Everett, di- different kind of mesh point there. Uh, Caleb, uh, the other Schaefer. Schaefer, thank you, that they brought in from Miami of Ohio. He goes, so it's, it's really – it's not like they've changed and it's not like anything is really different. It's just wild to think about how you are meshing different kind of plans and ideas. Everyone wants to go to the NFL, but Walter Rouse has a chance to be a dude in the NFL, right? So it's just really cool to hear that, and I and I, to know that that's why he's here, and no, that's why he's here, right? That's a big deal, I think, whenever it comes to recruiting for Oklahoma in the portal in the future for offensive linemen. Quickly, anything from Joe John that really stood out to you? A lot of Austin Stogner conversation. Lot of I mean, they yeah. they clearly, and it's not surprising, but uh, they feel good to have added his production back into that room and then from there they they like the depth beyond it but we're gonna see right i mean you went and got somebody in uh blake smith that can can help you in the run blocking department and uh you know joe john was quick to say well he did have a one-handed catch uh you know throughout the spring as well so he didn't want to totally label him as just this run blocking guy but obviously the addition of stogner the the big storyline there and then it's okay well how quickly is this young depth, the Caden Helms, the Llewellyns of the world, how quickly is it going to come together for them and toss Cade McIntyre into that mix too? Hey, I, I'll, I'll move over now to DeMarco Murray because it was a very – I asked him a very similar question. Hey, you got all these dudes. How do you go about making sure that you give guys the reps they deserve, right? I'm sure you want to see 
you want to see how Caleb Hicks looks. You want to see how a Smothers looks. But in the same vein, it's not like yeah, Javante Barnes and, you know, I've, I mean, Marcus Major's had some reps, but he's never been a number one guy. Uh, why am I blanking? Gavin Sawchuk. Gavin Sawchuk didn't see a lot of reps last year. And he talked about the balance, and he said, as a coach, I like to put guys in different types of situations. I want to see, okay, how do you handle if your responsibility going in is – all right, it's a pass play, so you got to run, you got to block here, or you got to pick up a blitz, or whatever it might be. So, it it doesn't it doesn't seem for me, Josh, like there is a dude that has even at least from what I took away, like an edge in the running back battle right now. It seems like that is wide bleeping open, and it's an interesting position group when you think about it in the sense that yeah, it's wide open. We think that, okay, Barnes, Sawchuck, mm-hmm. are those the, the leaders? Major, somebody you've been waiting on and waiting on. We would have thought uh, each of the last couple of years, Plank, that it was sort of wide open, right? I mean, you maybe had your feelings a couple of years ago as Kennedy Brooks was making his way back from you know, opting out of his season, and lo and behold, he winds up being the guy, uh, you know, bell cow back. Eric Gray, I think that we thought, okay, there's a chance that he could be that guy, but he winds up being that bell cow back. So I don't know that it's been by... I don't know that it's been by intention, mm-hmm. but Oklahoma's kind of wound up each of the last years with a number one running back. Is this the year that we see it more by committee, which maybe is more by design? And then uh, finally, Boyama Jones, just everything that you could imagine. Everything. You hear all the Cruton rumors and rumblings and stories, and you can, sitting around him since, why he's a good recruiter. Uh, Toby played a little bit of it at the bottom of the hour, last hour. Uh, just a stud uh, all the way around. Really impressive guy. Talked about recruiting and the success that they've had, but didn't really dwell on it. He seemed to be more interested in talking about his room and talking about what they're going to try to add. You are going to have in Jay Valai and Emmett Jones two dudes that if they got into a tug-of-war competition, I don't know who would win. And one's <laughs> right. coaching the corners and one's coaching the wide receivers. And it's just – it's it's going to be fun competition all year long because in this conference and now listen everywhere in, in college football with the way the ball's thrown around, you need you need a diverse group of receivers. Big strong guys can go up and get it. Fast guys are going to run away from you, and you need physical corners that can make plays. And that's going to be I think that's going to be a fun battle all camp long. Not just in the wide receiver room, Josh, but in OU's receivers versus OU's corners. And OU does go good on good a lot. So I think it's going to make everyone better. You seem pretty high on Farouk, right? I, I Which felt, is good. I felt like conversations about Jalil Farouk, it was almost a, oh, yeah, and, and Jalil Farouk, not a knock, but just it, that's kind of the S- given. Sort of expected. Right, right. That's kind of the given so far from this. Which and, maybe that's how it should sound, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's get a break. Talk to some defensive coaches. You want to go talk to some defensive guys? Let's do it. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll go uh, in-depth with Jeff Levy. You'll hear the Jeff Levy press conference. That's coming up next. Josh is going to go down and get some of the defensive guys, and then we'll hear from uh, Bill Beanbow coming up at the bottom of the hour. It's all coming up as we are live from Big well, Big 12 Media Day, OU Media Day. Big 12's on my mind because of all this conference realignment stuff. We're live from OU Media Day today on campus at the University of Oklahoma. And our uh, coverage is brought to you by, boy, this is new. This is Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Did you see this? Not a big, I, I haven't been a big seltzer guy. 
It looks good. They've got a couple of uh, what sound like incredible flavors. So uh, thanks to Neutral for jumping on board with us. And their vodka seltzer with real juice brings you our media day coverage and our Sooner camp coverage right here on The Ref. All right, let's go piece by piece through this Jeff Levy press conference as we welcome you back into the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Uh, Josh Helmer is on his way down to take care of the defensive part of this. So, again, if you're just tuning in, we're going to hear from Brent Venables probably in the 11 a.m. hour today because Coach is going to meet with the media at 10 a.m. this morning. So uh, I I was chopping some of this up during the break to try to get it as concise and easy to hear as possible. So uh, let's go back on Jeff Flebby and his meeting with the media today. He was asked about Emmett Jones and what stood out about Emmett Jones and bringing him to the Oklahoma Sooner staff. Because I'm here to tell you right now, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I got that cut, too, for a little bit later on. You talk about Emmett Jones comparing, uh, who was it? Was it Petaway to, Hard- to Harvard? I think it was J- J- Jalil Farouk. Jalil Farouk, Jalil Farouk. Yeah, that's right, that's right. right. C- comparing Jalil Farouk to uh, to um, Percy Harvey. All right, um, yeah, I, I've got a little bit more on, when did you lose me? Did you get the tight end stuff or no? Don't believe we did. I don't think we got that. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, cool. I don't know. It's funny. We've never had any problems with these uh, AT&T hubs here. And we didn't have, I've been connected since 7.30 a.m. And it didn't drop once. And now an hour into our show, it's dropped twice. So I don't know what's going on here. I don't know, what's, I don't know who's trying to put the bad uh, juju on the show. But he, he, here we go. Maybe it was the person who apologized to people that we blocked on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. All right, um, here we go. Tight ends and the importance of getting Austin Stogner back because if you if you think about it, at its core, it's a position group that Oklahoma desperately needed some depth because you lose you lose Braden Willis, you lose Daniel Parker, you lose both the guys that were key figures last yeah, year on that tight end spot. Yeah, having Stog back was huge. We needed somebody that played a lot of ball at that position. Obviously, with losing B. Will and D. P. last year, so. Um, Stogs, he's brought that. He's had a, again, he had a really good spring, had a really good summer, and he's created uh, leadership inside that room and really with the unit, which has been great. Having Blake Smith, a guy that, again, has not played a ton of ball, but he's played some, um, being able to be here. And then with the additions in the room as well with Hampton, having Cade get here uh, this summer were, was really good. So looking for uh, some quality depth in that room. Fall camp for those guys. The next 20 practices are going to be huge again, just like for everybody else. But uh, creating depth in that room is going to be important. By the way, I just want to I want to point this out real quick before we go any further. You're going to hear a lot about all right the importance of the next 20 practices because, like we said, you can be you can be excited about what you have, but you just don't know until you see how it plays out. Right? You just don't know. All right. Um. We're live from OU Media Day. It's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the ref. Let's talk situational football. Uh, several different kind of angles were taken on this as we recap the Jeff Levy press conference from earlier today. Here's part of it, and it is as it pertains to just being better situationally. And and, and like we've said, it's a buzzword for this, this offseason, but how do they get better there? Yeah, I mean, the, the immediate, obviously, is just – third down fourth down you know we've got to be better in those situations Uh, we spent a lot of time on that in the offseason last spring 
through the summer. You know, accuracy is a huge part of it. Protection is a huge part of it. And then route detail is something we've talked a ton about with the, with the receiving crew. So uh, it's a group effort, me putting us in the right play and, and then being able to go out and execute cleanly. All right, so this uh, – nothing got dicey here at all. I just want to make that very clear. But I thought this was actually a, a pretty good back and forth on the front whenever, you know, Barry Trammell kind of pressed, okay – well, you, you talk about being better on third downs. How do you practice that? How do you work on that? How do you get better? If you specifically say we want to play better situational football, how do you do that? How do you get better? What is the key? Practice that. Yeah, you, you put them in those situations. You know, and we did it a bunch in the spring. Uh, we spent a lot of time watching a ton of ball, uh, watching, you know, whether it's the best third down offenses in the NFL or the third down offenses in college football. Um, you know, watching those guys operate over and over and over, looking at the route detail, uh, understanding the protection piece of it from the QB standpoint, from his, from his seat, and being able to put us in the in the right situation there are, are all critical things that he's had great growth in. And again, accuracy is going to be a huge part of it at the end of the day. With you know, with smaller windows and tighter windows in those situations where we got to pitch and catch too. I guess what I mean is, what's the difference between that and second down? I mean, in the game, there's more pressure. Yeah, well, the best third. How do you third, re- replicate that on Tuesday? And we've talked about this a ton. The, the best third down is not getting the third down, being great on first and second down, obviously. So, <laughs> uh, again, those guys understanding the, the heightened urgency inside those situations and being able to go out and produce over and over and over again to keep us on the field. All right, so uh, one other point here, one other point here. Um, I thought, in my opinion, in my opinion, I thought that the confidence in what they're going to do to improve third and fourth down, probably for some fans, you're like, okay, what what does that look like? Come on. Well, it's not getting in those positions. What's the best third down offense? Being good on first and second down. But that's been pretty consistent, right, from what you've heard. Now, one thing that makes you better, good offensive line play, not pre-snap penalties, no penalties to put you behind the chains, and then having receivers that can go up and make plays or get away from the, all this Captain Obvious stuff that you don't need me to lay out. But there's a couple of wide receivers, and we'll, we'll leave Levy at this, that we didn't hear a ton about, but you constantly as fans want to hear about, I feel. And that's Nick Anderson and Jane Gibson. When Jeff Levy was – asked specifically about Anderson and Gibson. Here's what the Sooner OC said. Yeah, both, both of those guys, uh, they had good springs. They've had really good summers. Nick, I think, is healthier than he's been since he's been here. Uh, a guy that is really confident right now in how he's going about his business. Jay Gibb has steadily matured every single day and worked himself into a really good spot. Jay Gibb is... Uh, is a guy that's incredibly talented and along with Nick. And these guys are, again, these guys are freshmen um, that are going into year two that we're looking to see a huge jump. And guys, again, that are incredibly capable, got to go do it. All right, so two other quick ones. I, I know we got a break. I know we got a break. But when we come back, I want to be able to go one-on-one with Tomorrow Murray. So uh, we haven't hit anything on running backs yet from what the offensive coordinator for the Sooners had to say. Uh, here just in general kind of his feel on the position and where they are because again a lot of a, a lot of depth 
but not proven depth, right? Again, I think we've got guys that are incredibly capable, whether you look at Marcus and what he's done when he's been able to be on the field. I think everybody knows that I'm a fan of his um, and a guy that's incredibly talented. we got to be able to keep him on the field. He's got to stay on the field. Uh, and then you saw flashes from a couple of the young guys, obviously, last year uh, with Javante and Gavin. And those guys have taken uh, their role, and they've ran with it. There's a ton of trust uh, with those two guys. Um, again, you know, what they were able to do as true freshmen, uh, especially towards the end of the season. Gavin didn't play much. Javante played, obviously, a little more, but excited about where they're at. But where they're going is uh, is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then one more here on the running backs. Yeah, I think the good thing is, is I do think there's quality depth in the room. Again, you know, with Marcus, uh, with Javante, with Gavin, with Tawi, having Caleb Hicks here, having Hollywood here, you know, we've got real depth inside the room. And so I think that's a huge part of it, being able to go have a great fall camp, get a ton of work in, and at the same time making sure that we are ready for this 13-14 week season, you know, as we get going. All right. When we come back, let's talk more in depth about the running backs. Anything there, uh, Connor Passby, that caught your ear? Uh, a couple from, more from mentions of Marcus Major again, which we're, we're – we say this all the time. We're waiting for Marcus Major to get on the field and a guy that you can trust uh, mm-hmm. for the whole season. Maybe see but two, it, don't but, you? Yeah, but two freshmen from last year, of course, Devontae Barnes and uh, Gavin Sawchuk. He talked to – or I don't think you mentioned it, but Caleb Hicks is the guy. I think DeMarco mentioned a little bit that mm-hmm. he's one of the best uh, freshmen that he's uh, seen so far. So you got you just got a bunch of different options, it feels like, in the running back room. Well, let's stay with running backs. And when we come back, we'll hear from uh, Mar- uh, DeMarco Murray next right here, live from OU Media Day. And our OU Media Day coverage – is brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. It's an official sponsor of OU Athletics, made with only vodka, seltzer, and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste available at all of your local liquor stores. It's Plank Show right here on The Wrap. All right, we mentioned running backs. We mentioned going in-depth on running backs. Let's hear a little bit from Sooner running backs coach DeMarco Murray and uh, went a little one-on-one, got a little one-on-one time with Tamarco Murray and started by just asking about, well, I, actually the first question here was asked by someone else, but Marcus Major and where where his progression is and how he factors in. I think we've got a great game plan. Um, myself, Coach Lab, and um, the strength staff and the training staff to, you know, help him continue to stay healthy. And, again, you know, actually injuries happen. You know, there's, there's no rhyme or reason for them. You know, I've been on the other side of it plenty of times in my career and just got to stay the course, stay positive. And, um, you know, but I feel like we're in, you know, got a good game plan for Major. How have you, I know you've been asked this, but balancing reps, is that a challenge? What's that like with so many interesting and unique dudes? Yeah, I mean, that's always a hard thing. Um, you know, I think for us, um, you know, you want to see different guys in different roles. And, then, you know, I want to see how you handle it with the first string guys. I want to see how you handle it with maybe the third string guys. So, again, um, do you bring momentum? Do you bring juice? Do you, you know, elevate um, players around you? I think that's the biggest thing. So, um, you know, I think, you know, for us, you know, training camp is long, you know, so um, we'll, we'll have a chance to get plenty of reps and walkthroughs and things of that nature. But, um, we got a good game plan to, to decipher who gets what reps and things of that nature, but um, you know I'm excited about it. For Gavin Sawchuk, such a breakout game, but still the fumble, right? So yeah. h- how is it? You know the positives, but also and hey, you got to protect the football and all those little things. 
Yeah, you know, um, we, we don't harp on ball security too much, um, you know, again, but those guys know how important the ball is, how important, you know, protecting the quarterback is. And, and for us, um, you know, um, you know, Gavin fumbling that ball in Florida State was, you know, it was kind of his, you know, reckoning, I, I guess. And But I'm glad it happened a year ago. I'm glad he got that out of the system, hopefully. Um, but, you know, just got to, you know, stay positive with those guys and, you know, um, you know, come Saturdays, I'm their biggest fan, so just want to encourage them. And again, whether it's right, wrong, or different, you know, I put them right back in after he fumbled just to show him, hey, I have confidence in you. And then I think we handed him the ball in that next series, so shows you how much confidence Lev has in him as well. I'm curious, Marco, for you as a recruiter, when you come in, COVID, and you don't get to get in front of guys, how have you seen you personally grow? And I don't even know if the term would be comfort, but as a recruiter, how have you grown? Yeah, I think, you know, I've grown along with, you know, great staff around me, you know, and um, just, you know, obviously COVID was a, a tough year for everyone. And um, obviously being my first season here, um, again, challenges that everyone had. But again, I, I just think it's it's been a great staff um, for us to obviously get around our kids, get around our guys. But, um, you know, they just see obviously playing in this offense, playing in this system, obviously going to the SEC and again, just having, um, you know, Having the opportunity to come play running back at the University of Oklahoma is, is huge. I, I do regret, Connor, that the one question I didn't ask DeMarco Murray was maybe the most important one. Are you having to beg guys to play running back now with the way that people are acting about the pay scale in the <laughs> NFL? Yeah, that, that would have been, been a good one. Are you having to beg guys to play running back <laughs> now that apparently you don't get paid any money? I liked what he said. I've been curious to ask about it all off season because you remember the great, you remember the runs, you remember the the yardage, you remember the success, the the burst. But for me, you know, it's Gavin Sawchuck's fumble was a major moment in that game. And for everyone that says, "Got to play the newcomers, got to play the freshmen," I'm with you. I agree with you 100. percent But th- there's the reason why. And you hear in Demarco Murray, "Hey, listen." I don't feel like we have to harp on it too much because our guys understand the importance of it. But I'm glad it happened last year, and it shows you the confidence that Jeff Levy has in him because on the very next series, he called his number again. And I thought that was a great point. Yeah. Well, Something I forgot about, Connor. Well, I'm glad it happened to, I mean, a freshman early on in his career. Right. And he had a, a, I know he had a fumble in a big part of the game, but he still played really well along with Javante Barnes in that yep. cheese bowl against Florida State. It was massive. It was massive. All right. Um, we're going to hear from Emmett Jones when we come back. We got Joe John Finley and Bill Biedenboe still to go. Uh, I'm going to bust out after this segment. So you'll hear from Emmett Jones, and then Josh will take over because we've got the Brent Venables press conference, and uh, um, I'll be all over uh, all things BV-related. Uh, BV but when we come back, we'll hear from Oklahoma wide receivers coach Emmett Jones in depth right here on The Ref. All right, we are live from OU Media Day. Live from OU Media Day. Welcome to the Ref Sports Radio Network. And our Media Day coverage is brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzers. Check them out. Liquor store near you. Uh, Emmett Jones, wide receivers coach. We had a chance to go uh, somewhat one-on-one, and we started by talking in general how he felt about the room and just kind of what his goals are for that room. My my objective, my plan with that with that room was so much talent in there. 
bring everybody together, create a family, create a brotherhood atmosphere where we all in it together. Not where we we are competing against each other, you know, spots, but at the same time, we all doing it for each other. Uh, I may be going with the ones, but I may be supporting the guy going with the fours. I may be going with the threes. I may be supporting the guy that's going with the twos. So that thing kind of cycles. Uh, I thought our skills and drills over the summer and our player-led meetings was awesome for us. Every week, uh, what I wanted to do in that receiver room, I wanted to sign a new teacher every week. Uh, I want those guys to take pride in what we was doing and feel important to the room. So uh, you go through the whole room and, and you, 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 you build uh, trust from everybody. Um, if that one room come together and I all do it together, I think we can be pretty solid collectively. How did that a teacher a week, how did, how did that work? What did you have the guys do in those rooms? Well, you know, uh, we're reviewing installs, you know, so uh, emulate, simulate the coach, you know, so uh, certain weeks that guy, he's the actual coach going through installs, speaking terminology, what's expected, responsibility, our depth, our splits, our landmarks, what's the thought process of that exact place, signals, and just being a, the teacher for that room, answering questions. At the same time, it helps those guys uh, absorb everything that we're doing also, too. Do you have anybody that you thought? Well, this guy's coming after my job in a few years. Uh, you got to watch out for uh, Coach uh, LV. You know, he's pretty solid. You know, he worked every camp this summer. He did a great job, man. And every young man that came through here, they're a big fan of LV just because of what he did this summer. You know, so when I talk to those guys, those guys, we start talking about who's going to be the dude this year. And, and my question, I, I asked that question right back to those guys. What do you think? You know, so LV, Coach, I like LV. You know, he's very fundamental sign, did a good job of, of – uh, teaching and explaining the drill and demonstrating, you know, so I'm expecting him to do great things, Coach. Skill set. Jeff was saying that you guys are really going to like Jaquez once he kind of gets oh, going yeah. there. Oh, yeah. What did you see from him this summer? What was he bring to that table? Uh, he just bring the same leadership that he brought uh, from his high school uh, down in Houston. Uh, if you paid attention while he was running track, you know, he, he's a big motivator. You know, encourage you. Uh, and that's the exact kind of teacher and coach I am. I like to motivate and encourage at the same time, challenge, you know, bring everybody together. Uh, but just got a, a skill set where you can play all five positions at the receiver spot. Uh, should be great for us. The special teams also, too. He comes in physically ready to go, mentally ready to go. And from day one, what I noticed um, from him this summer, he was vocal when it came to anything that was related to conditioning. I told him, like he always say, leadership has no age, you know, so nobody is motivating, nobody's encouraging. I expect you to do it. These older guys not doing it, I expect for you to do it. It can't be Drake every day. You know, Drake is not going to be here forever. Somebody had to take the baton from him, you know, so. Coach, where are you talent-wise compared to other places that you've been? <laughs> it seemed like you was at my house last night. My wife asked me the same exact question. <laughs> Uh, collectively, I think this is probably one of the um, most elite groups I've never been around. I kind of compare those guys to the time I was around Grant Batson, QT, all those, all those guys together with your Derek Willies. Then my time at Kansas, my first year at Kansas, I had uh, Kwame Lasseter there, Andrew Parchman. Those guys were very talented. Uh, so I think those guys are cut from that same tree. You know, I'm uh, just waiting to see the results but what I've been seeing from spring up until now uh, as far as learning and picking up what we're doing and adjusting to my style as coaching is probably one of the fastest groups to do it so I just think collectively you know we got a chance to be an elite together and so at some you, point so the alpha will emerge so so the general thought that uh, you know you lost a bunch of guys and you don't have the emerging one especially you, you don't buy that 
No, I don't. I, matter of fact, I like it like this. I like for people to look at their room and say, uh, you know, we might be down in that receiver position, in that receiver room. So, yeah, we may smile and we hear it, but once we get in that classroom and shut that door, you know, you know, that's, that, that's a chip on our shoulder when it comes to learning and being great. You know, um, those guys didn't resist nothing. The 25,000 children catches and some of those guys ate it up. We have multiple guys in that room. We have 16, 17 receivers in there, probably. 12 to 14 caught well over 21,000. Some surpassed 25K, you know, so I didn't have to stand around and watch those guys do that. The only thing I did was just remind and, re and, resume and, and, and review the chart when they inputted their numbers, and, you know, I was, that was the thing of beauty to me. You know, those guys took pride in that, you know, so I think we're in great shape. So there you go, a little bit from Emmett Jones from – Oklahoma Media Day, Josh Elmer, jumping back in with you. We have uh, heard, obviously, from a ton of the offensive coaching staff here in our number one. Ted Roof, uh, defensive coordinator for the Sooners, took the podium just uh, just about an hour ago, top of this hour. And, of course, we've been bouncing around, collecting audio from uh, all of the defensive assistants for Oklahoma and uh, we'll hear from the Sooner defensive side of the football coming up in hour number two. Connor's back in studio with me. Connor, uh, what's caught your eye? What's caught your ear here in, in hour one, the coaches that you've heard from? Anything anything jump out to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm really big on hearing from with the running back position, DeMarco Murray uh, talked about some of the guys that he has, the two freshmen that uh, played really well uh, last year. He really likes Caleb Hicks as a freshman who's – and it's not really built like a freshman, 5'10 and already 200 pounds. He's a guy that can maybe uh, contribute right away as a freshman. So I like hearing about the running backs from DeMarco Murray and then uh, Jeff Lebby, of course, uh, talking about the offense. Jeff Lebby really likes Jaquez Petaway. He says he's going to be uh, special here at Oklahoma. So, yeah, I like hearing from what we've had on the offensive side of the ball so far. Yeah, and, you know, Oklahoma needs, right, uh, young wide receiver like a Jaquay's Petway to step in and and step up and uh, I, I don't know how much did did we how much of Jeff Levy were we able to share well at, at any rate uh, I don't know if we got to the portion where he was talking about Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson but he was he was asked about those two and sort of confirmed some of what we we already knew which was uh, the injury bug got nick anderson a little bit last season but you could tell from jeff levy that he's excited about each of those two youngsters coming along as well and of course we just heard from Emmett jones so wide receiver while it's a position group that maybe there's been some questions i think uh, the coaching staff the indications they're selling us and sharing today is they feel pretty good about the talent in that room that's it for our number one the defensive staff let's hear from them next it's sooner media day it's the plank show back with you after this